What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Martian MMA Podcast. I am your host, and my name is John, and this week we are back with episode 111, where we will be analyzing and predicting the UFC fight night going down this Saturday, August 22nd, 2020, headlined by Frankie Edgar versus Pedro Munoz. This 11-fight card will take place from the UFC Apex in Las Vegas, Nevada, and will take place in the small cage. Last week, in terms of official bets, it was a profitable week. I did profit very small at around 0.9 units, which brings our year-long total to around plus 46 units for the year 2020, so it's been a great year for betting. I don't like this card too much from a betting perspective. There are a few spots that I've bet already and I will mention throughout the podcast, but definitely not as much value as last week. But we're going to start things off in the bantamweight division where we have Mark Striegel taking on Timur Valiev. The opening betting line for this one was Valiev minus 452, Striegel plus 350. We are now seeing Valiev minus 525 to Striegel plus 415. So Valiev opened a massive favorite and is still getting bet as a massive favorite. And I don't think I see it, to be honest. I think a lot of it revolves around Timur Valiev's fighting style. This is Valiev's UFC debut. We've seen him get some nice wins over in the PFL, but I think his style is a bit confusing. He doesn't really land too many head strikes. He has very quick and versatile striking, but he tends to throw mostly just kicks, leg kicks. He likes to offensive wrestle. He likes to wrestle in reverse, and he doesn't really have a, a very dominant style. He's not knocking people out frequently. He's not taking people down and controlling them on the ground. He's got a very weird style. So based on that alone, I would not be betting Valiev as a 3-1 to favorite or 4-1 to favorite, let alone minus 525 where he's at now because I just don't think he wins fights decisively enough to be betting him at that price, especially versus a solid fighter like Striegel. Striegel is also making his UFC debut. There's not much footage of him, but we do know that he comes from a wrestling background. He has some southpaw striking. He likes to hit takedowns in most of his fights. His striking looks pretty basic on the feet, and he definitely looks like he wants to hit takedowns and get top position. That's where he is most comfortable. But when he's on the ground, I'm not too impressed with his top control. He goes for a lot of dumb scarfold choke attempts and loses positions frequently. So I'm not very impressed with Striegel at all, but I do think he could give some problems to Valiev here just because he attempts takedowns. Valiev has been taken down in the past. I will say that Valiev has great get-ups. He's got good reversals, great jujitsu off of his back. So I don't think that he will hold Valiev down, but I do think that he could have success maybe using his size advantage here to get a few takedowns early and maybe jump out to an early lead. So I think there is some slight value on Striegel at this price. I would not knock about a half a unit bet on him, but I do eventually expect Valiev to stuff takedowns, get off of his back, land the better strikes, maybe land his own takedowns, and win his way to a decision here. So the pick for me is going to be Valiev by decision. At this money line price, it is dog or pass. And if you're looking to bet this fight, I would maybe bet fight goes to decision, Valiev decision, something like that, because there's probably some value left there. The next fight takes place in the welterweight division. We have Carlton Minus taking on Matthew Semmelsberger. The opening betting line for this one we have Minus opened the minus 365 favorite to Semmelsberger plus 255. Right now we are seeing minus as a small favorite at minus 125 to Semmelsberger plus 105 as the slight dog. So needless to say, a ton of action has come in on Semmelsberger. I agree with the action. I think that where that opening line was set was incredibly wide. And I think that a lot of people got some good bets in on Semmelsberger. But I will say that... 
Once the price got to around plus 150, plus 140, I think there stopped being any value on Semmelsberger because I do agree that he should be un be the underdog here. I think he only wins this fight if he hits takedowns. He does apparently come from a wrestling background, wrestled in high school. He was a college athlete, so he's definitely a great athlete, but I don't really rate his skills too highly as a fighter. His striking is pretty basic. He tends to just throw naked leg kicks and naked overhands. Doesn't really set up his strikes very well. And he also has struggled getting taken down. He got taken down in a few of his fights, and he went full guard. He did not try to get up at all, and he spent about two, two, three minutes on his back in those fights. So Semmelsberger definitely has problems getting taken down, really struggles getting off of his back. And I think his striking is pretty basic too. So the only way I think that he wins this fight is by hitting takedowns on Minus, and that's a very real possibility because Minus also struggles getting taken down. His get-ups and his defensive grappling have looked a little bit better than Semmelsberger on the ground. Minus actually defends chokes and tries to work his way back up to the feet and is very tough to submit on the ground. So I don't think Semmelsberger will have an easy time holding Minus down at all. I think that Minus will be working to get back up to his feet. And I really haven't seen any top game from Semmelsberger to make me think that he's going to hold Minus down. So there is a path to victory for Semmelsberger in this fight, takedowns and top game. But from the available footage we have of him, I have not seen any reliable wrestling or any reliable top game to think that he can do that at a high rate here. So getting over to Minus a little bit more, he tends to be a pure boxer. He throws mostly hands. He has some pretty decent to high output on the feet. He throws a good amount of strikes. He doesn't really have too much power in his hands, and he doesn't really have the best defense either. We've seen him rock by punches and get dropped before. So there's a lot of concerns around Minus. There's a lot of concerns around both guys. It's a very low-level fight, very binary fight. I think Minus is the better striker. Semmelsberger is the better grappler. Minus is going to want to stuff takedowns and keep it on the feet, and Semmelsberger is going to want to hit takedowns and get his top game going. I'm going to slightly side with Carlton Minus because I've seen him outstrike people stuff takedowns, get off of his back a little more. Then I've seen Semmelsberger actually use that offensive wrestling game plan here. So I think Semmelsberger's submission is about plus 1,200. I bet that a little bit earlier for a small prop bet. But I do think there is some value on Carlton minus at this minus 125 price. I wouldn't go crazy betting on him because it is two low-level UFC debutants, and I'm not very confident at all. And he could start to look like a terrible bet if he gets taken down here. So... I do think Minus has some slight value at the current price. I do cap him more close to one, minus 150, around 60%. So there is some small action on Minus here, but because it's a low-level debutante fight, I probably won't be betting Minus as a favorite. Maybe if he gets to dog price, if that Semmelsberger money keeps coming in, I'll look to bet Minus. But as of now, it's going to be a pass in terms of both money lines here. But the pick is going to be Carlton Minus by decision. The next fight takes place in the light heavyweight division. We have Ike Villanueva taking on Jordan Wright. The opening betting line for this fight was Wright as the favorite at minus 150 to Villanueva as the plus 130 underdog. Right now we are seeing Wright minus 115 to Villanueva minus 105. So the action has come in on Villanueva. This line only came out a few hours ago, so there's not much action been bet on this line so far. But I disagree with the line movement. I think that Wright should be the favorite here. I'd favor him closer to 60 to 65%, although it is very short notice for Jordan Wright. I think he's coming in on like four or five days notice. So that could definitely play a factor here. Some things I'll say about Wright is... 
he's kind of a hard fighter to get a real good read on because a lot of his fights are quick finishes over low-level competition. He fought in the Contender Series and got absolutely smoked in about 45 seconds, knocked out versus Hernandez. And Wright just looked so bad in that fight. It looked like right away he was very uncomfortable in there, uncomfortable with Hernandez's pressure. He was moving backwards, wasting all this energy, and eventually just had no defense and got knocked out quickly. So that honestly could happen versus any good opponent because Wright has only had one fight since then. I doubt he's fixed all the holes in his game. So if Villanova just charges at him and throws punches, kind of similar to her, how Hernandez did, he could catch the chin and knock Wright out. But if they're fighting at distance and just exchange in a kickboxing type of fight, I do favor Wright. He's the much more athletic and quicker fighter. Villanova, Villanueva looked pretty slow and fat, honestly, versus Chase Sherman. That was at heavyweight, and he is a natural 205er. He is actually probably more of a natural middleweight, but seems to be fighting at light heavyweight here. So overall, I'm pretty unimpressed with Villanueva's game. He seems like purely a boxer, and even his boxing isn't really that good. He is pretty slow, doesn't really avoid strikes too well. I will say that he is extremely tough. He ate some massive shots versus Chase Sherman, and it took a long time to get knocked out. But Villanueva's chin might not look as good at this 205-pound weight class. Now that he's cutting weight, he might get dropped with a shot much easier than he did in that Sherman fight. So I tend to think that Wright knocks him out in round one. This is more of just a gut feeling because Villanueva is just so hittable and has really bad defense, but I'm not really impressed with either one of these guys. I'm not sold on Jordan Wright at all, but I do think that Villanueva is a very good matchup for Sherman. He should just be there to be hit and get teed off on in round one. But if this gets out of round one, I do think that Villanueva has a good chance of taking over in those later rounds. We have not seen Jordan Wright in rounds two and three too much, and Villanueva is tough. He's durable. He's going to keep coming forward. So if Wright tries to finish him in round one and doesn't do so, I think he could slow down and gas out on short notice. So I would start to favor Villanueva in rounds two and three if it does go there. So it's a close fight, very low level. Both these guys are... Not really UFC level in my opinion, so I wouldn't go crazy betting on either side here, but I do think Jordan Wright is the correct side to be on. There is some value on him at minus 115, but once again, I would not go crazy betting on it. The official prediction here is going to be Jordan Wright by round one knockout. The next fight takes place in the welterweight division. We have Dwight Grant taking on Kalen Bourne. The opening betting line for this one was Grant, the minus 400 favorite to Bourne plus 280. And this line actually came out just about five minutes ago. I was actually recording the Villanueva right segment when the line was released. So incredible timing, honestly. But this is a short notice fight. I think that Grant only had about three or four weeks noticed when he was supposed to fight Jared Gooden. Gooden got injured and they brought in Kalen Bourne here on about three or four days notice. Right off the bat, I don't think Dwight Grant should be minus 400 versus anybody. He is an extremely low output striker. Uh, I don't know the official stats. I don't really trust him sometimes. I'd say he lands like two strikes a minute, honestly. I mean, the guy is just content to fight at such a slow pace that you can't really favor him at 80% versus anybody. Another note about Grant is I think his defense is actually kind of lackadaisical. Sometimes when he's trading punches in the pocket, he kind of just wings punches really recklessly and aggressively. And honestly, I was kind of unimpressed with Grant's striking technique when I was re-watching it. He wings a lot of punches without much technique and just overall very unimpressed with Dwight Grant. Although I will say his takedown defense seems to be uh, pretty good. He can stuff one or two takedowns. He has been taken down by fighters like Alan Joban, I think got him down in like the last uh, round of their fight. 
So I would not say his takedown defense is great or anything, and that could come into play here versus Kalen Bourne because Kalen Bourne is a black belt on the ground. He likes to attempt takedowns. He's a southpaw striker, and I will say his striking looked really stiff to me. It looked very mechanical, but he did come forward. He was very aggressive, and he threw hard punches. So it doesn't matter that his technique is not the prettiest on the feet. If he's coming forward and just throwing hard volume at Grant, he could touch the chin of Grant, or he could just make the fight competitive because Grant's volume is so low. So in the striking, I do slightly favor Dwight Grant here because he's got the more experience against UFC-level competition. We've actually seen him outstrike some guys like Petrozoli and Joe Bam and Otto, even though a lot of those fights were really low-output fights. We have seen him have success against UFC-level competition, so I do trust Grant a little more in the striking. But in the grappling aspect of things, I definitely favor Bourne. He can hit takedowns. He can keep top position. And the only time we've really seen Bourne struggle was when he gassed out uh, in round two of his fight. I forget who it was against, but that fight was at elevation. It was in Colorado. It seemed like he was just terribly prepared for the uh, the altitude of that fight versus Austin Jones. So he did get taken down and outgrappled throughout, throughout most of that fight, but he didn't really have a good preparation for that fight. And I don't think that, that loss means too much. So... I do favor Dwight Grant here at about 65%. I would cap him at more minus 200. I think that he can stuff takedowns and be the more effective striker on the feet. But if Bourne has the right game plan, if he's coming forward, throwing a lot of volume, being aggressive and throwing punches, he could make the fight competitive on the feet. He could hit takedowns and hit top, get top position and win rounds with his top game. So this is a winnable fight for Bourne. I would cap him closer at plus 170, around 35%. So at this plus 280 price, I do think there is some value there. I did chuck a small bet on uh, Kalen Bourne at that price, around a half a unit bet. So I uh, don't know if I'll track that one to be uh, official yet. But I do like the value on Bourne at plus 280. Although in terms of a pure pick goes, I'm going to go with Dwight Grant by knockout. I think that there's a lot of ways this fight could play out. It could be Bourne's submission on the ground. It could be a knockout on either side. It could be a decision on either side. But I do think the most inevitable outcome is Bourne is just a little too stiff, doesn't have great striking defense, comes in a little aggressive and gets counterpunched, knocked out by Dwight Grant here. So the official pick is going to be Grant by knockout, not a confident pick at all. And I do think there's value on Bourne at plus 280. The next fight takes place in the lightweight division. We have Joe Selecki taking on Austin Hubbard. The opening betting line for this one was Selecki minus 140 to Hubbard plus 120. Right now, we are seeing Selecki minus 135 to Hubbard plus 115. So there is two-way action coming in on this one. Selecki was actually an underdog for a short amount of time before the action came back in on Selecki. And I think Selecki is the rightful favorite here. I've been pretty impressed with Selecki's grappling. He's got solid takedowns and great jiu-jitsu, good top control. I did see Selecki fail to submit a few guys and then fall off of uh, their backs at some point, most specifically the Bond fight. He had back takes on Bond and was taking him down, but Bond was defending submissions and he was able to actually reverse position a few times on Selecki. He had his back taken for a few minutes and then eventually was able to turn around and end up on top of those positions. So Selecki is not a dominant finisher. It's not like he needs one takedown and the fight is over, but he does have very consistent takedowns very heavy top game we did see him get a nice win in his ufc debut over matt wyman although wyman is a really low level fighter 
way, way past his prime. And I think that that win didn't really prove much. I think Selecki's wins on the regional scene actually proved a little bit more. And I think the Selecki's uh, striking is getting a lot better too. It's definitely not bad by any means. He's primarily a grappler for sure, but I think his striking is pretty solid as well. Now getting over to Hubbard, Hubbard is a very good striker. I really like the way that he strikes on the feed. He mixes it up to the head, body, legs, throws good combination striking, and he has some power in his punches too. The problem that he has is getting taken down. He does get taken down in a lot of his fights, and he's very hard to submit though. He keeps working back up to his feet. I will say that he has an incredible will. Even if he's taken down and losing the first two rounds, he's going to keep coming at you hard and trying to win that fight in the third round, which is what happened versus uh, Marco Madsen. He got taken down and controlled on the mat in the first two rounds of that fight, but in round three, he was pressuring Madsen, landing hard strikes, rocking Madsen with punches and uh, knees. So Hubbard is a relentless fighter even if he gets taken down and controlled he's going to keep trying to get back up to his feet and keep fighting so i really like hubbard a lot and he's kind of just had some bad matchmaking in the ufc so far he's just fought great grappler after great grappler and he's got another one here versus uh joe selecki I do think Joe Selecki probably takes Hubbard down in round one he's going to get a back take or something like that i do not think he submits Hubbard here I think similar story in round two Selecki gets the takedown but about halfway through the round we're going to see Hubbard reverse position and start to win the end of the second round and then in the third round we're going to see Hubbard be the much fresher fighter and he's going to win that round I tend to think that Joe Selecki edges a decision in terms of a pure pick I think he's going to win the first seven or eight minutes of the fight win round one convincingly slightly edge round two and then lose round three convincingly so I think that pre-fight Joe Selecki is the side to be on I think there is some value at minus 135 because I do think he wins round one and I do think that we'll be able to live bet Austin Hubbard here after round one and I think that that's going to be the spot for me because I do think uh, Selecki hits the takedowns I don't think I see Hubbard stopping the takedowns in round one so we're going to have to see Selecki tire out a little bit slow down in those later rounds for me to think that there's value on Hubbard so pre-fight the value is on Selecki I am picking him to win by decision but I will be cheering for Austin Hubbard in this fight I really like Austin Hubbard's style I hope he uh Stuffs the takedowns, gets off his back in round two, starts to outstrike Selecki and maybe even get a round three finish here. So I think that this fight could play out in a lot of different ways. It's a really fun fight between two young and uh, exciting fighters. And I'm going to pick Joe Selecki by decision. The next fight takes place in the women's strawweight division. We have Mitsuki Inoue taking on Amanda Lemos. The opening betting line for this one was Inoue the favorite at minus 135 to Lemos the plus 115 dog. Right now, we are seeing anyway minus 140 to Lemos plus 120. I actually think that the opening line had value on anyway, and I think there's still some value on anyway here. It's a pretty confusing line to me because, in my opinion, I see this fight as an athletic and dangerous fighter in Lemos. She comes forward, throws hard strikes in round one. She's got good calf kicks, some dangerous strikes as well, and she likes to hit takedowns and try to submit people. She got a nice rear naked choke versus. Um, Granger in her last fight but in my opinion I think anyway is the much more skilled proven well-rounded fighter in all aspects of MMA I think she's the much better striker she's got solid volume good boxing skills she's got ability to hit takedowns and keep top position 
She's got a lot of submissions on her record. She can uh, survive heavy top position from good grapplers like Verna Jane Doba. She can get off of her back with sweeps and submissions. So I just see this fight uh, as a pretty clear fight for Mitsuki anyway. I think as long as she doesn't get finished in round one with Lemos's crazy power and aggressiveness, then she should cruise and probably get a late finish in rounds two or three because Lemos is definitely a front runner. We have seen Lemos struggle in the second and third rounds of the fight most notably in the leslie smith fight she was teeing off on smith landing hard strikes in round one but smith is durable she kept coming forward and by round two lemos was gassed out and got tko'd in round two and ever since dropping down to 115 pounds we've only seen lemos fight in that weight class one time versus granger and that was a round one submission she didn't really face too much adversity in that fight so i think there's still a lot of questions around lemos's gas tank and if lemos can't get that finish in round one i think there's a lot of questions around her i don't know if she's still a good fighter in rounds two and three so that's where i'm going to start to favor mitsuki anyway pretty heavily i think even in round one she will probably be winning the fight as long as she doesn't uh, get taken down and stuck on her back at any point so the pick for me is going to be anyway here i I think a decision is the most likely but I think a submission is also very possible here and anyway by submission in round two anyway by submission in round three have a tremendous amount of value I have small bets on those because I do see Limo slowing down anyway getting top position getting takedowns uh, maybe anyway won't hit takedowns and she'll be content to just outstrike Limos on the feet here but I do think Lemos has a great chance at slowing down and getting submitted in those later rounds. So the pick for me is going to be Mitsuki anyway by decision. I will be betting her at this minus 140 price, and I do think there's a good amount of value left. I cap her more closer to 65 to 70% here. So there's a ton of value on anyway, and I think she gets the job done via decision. The next fight takes place in the welterweight division. We have Takashi Sato taking on Daniel Rodriguez. The opening betting line for this one was Rodriguez minus 130 to Sato plus 110. Right now we are seeing Rodriguez minus 185 to Sato plus 160. More action coming in on the favorite Daniel Rodriguez here. I agree with the action. I was actually able to bet Daniel Rodriguez at that opening price for two units at minus 130. So very happy with that bet. The action has come in on Rodriguez. So I did get a good price. Another bet here I like is the under two and a half rounds. I think both of these guys are going to stand and bang on the feet. Both of them have some power in their hands. Uh, neither have the greatest defense either, especially Sato. I think Sato is particularly chinny and... Uh, you know, he got rocked by Ben Saunders not that long ago. So I definitely think there's a real chance that Rodriguez lands some hard punches on Sato and knocks him out. And Sato cracks too. I mean, he's got a really hard left hand and he put his last opponent, Jason Witt, out with that early in round one. So he's dangerous at all times. I do see this fight being majorly a striking fight. I don't think either guy is going to hit takedowns here. I think if one guy is hitting takedowns, it's probably going to be Rodriguez because I've just seen a little more offensive rap, uh, grappling from him. And Sato really struggled off of his back in some of his Pancrase fights and versus Bilal Muhammad. So I think that there is a slight possibility that Rodriguez hits takedowns, but it's not very likely at all. I just think this fight will take place on the feet, and we're just going to see Rodriguez outstriking Sato, outboxing him, using that long jab of his, and just outboxing Sato here. So I think decision is possible, but knockout is more likely. I think just the way they match up, they're going to be standing in the center of the small cage, trading punches. I think one guy does get knocked out here. So I will be betting Daniel Rodriguez here at minus 130. I'll also be betting the under two and a half rounds at minus 130, and I think that 
Daniel Rodriguez by knockout is going to be my official prediction. The next fight takes place in the women's flyweight division. We have Maria Agapova taking on Shayna Dobson. The opening betting line for this one was Agapova, the minus 700 favorite to Dobson plus 500. Right now, we are seeing Agapova minus 1250 to Dobson plus 800. So Agapova opened up a massive favorite. She's being bet as a massive favorite. And it's honestly the right side to be on. I mean, I wouldn't be betting anybody at minus 1,000, but I do think that Agapova's chances in this fight are like 93 to 95%. So this is pretty much as close to a lock as you get in MMA. Agapova is just a much better fighter, and she had a great debut, uh, was beating the tar out of Hannah Cyphers, eventually took her back and choked her out. So Agapova is better everywhere. Um, Dobson is one of the lowest level fighters on the roster and I the only chance I see the Dobson having to win this fight is just by a swinging knockout just catching Agapova and Agapova does have some pretty bad defense she tends to get reckless when she's exchanging in the pocket so it's possible I would give it like a three to five percent outcome that Dobson is able to land a clean punch and knock Agapova out here I give Dotson a zero chance to win via decision, zero chance to win via submission. So if you want to bet uh, on Dobson here, skip the money line and just go straight to Dobson by knockout at like plus 2000 or something like that. But I would strongly advise against betting that. I think it does not happen here. I think that Agapova could win by decision, honestly. I think that we saw Agapova come out really aggressive and get that round one knockout versus Cyphers. And that really could happen here because Dobson did get knocked out by Priscilla Cachoeira after all. But I think that historically speaking, women's mixed martial arts fights go to the decision at like a 70-80% rate. So I think that Agapova by decision at plus 405 does have some value. Agapova probably goes out there and smokes her and just finishes her right off the bat. But on the off chance that she comes out a little more measured, a little more tentative, and off the, on the off chance that Dobson looks a little more durable than she did versus Cachoeira. So there is some slight value on Agapova by decision. I will be playing it really small at plus 400. I do have the inevitable feeling that Agapova just finishes her really quickly and makes all this analysis worth nothing. But I guess I'll go with Agapova by submission as a pure pick, but I'm hoping for the decision. The next fight takes place in the light heavyweight division. We have Mike Rodriguez taking on Marcin Prochnio. The opening betting line for this one was Rodriguez minus 170 to Prochnio plus 145. Right now we are seeing Rodriguez minus 235 to Prochnio plus 195. I agree with the action coming in on Mike Rodriguez here. This is a really low-level fight. Both of these guys are coming off of two pretty bad losses. Rodriguez uh, gassed out and was taken down by John Allen, lost rounds two and three of that fight for a decision, and then got absolutely nuked versus uh, Da Jung, got knocked out in round one of that fight. Prochnio has just been fighting terribly in the UFC. He just marches forward with no defense and just gets knocked out left and right i mean sam alvey dropped him and then he knocked him out again um, and kalayev knocked him out in round one so prochnio has really little technique in my opinion and when i watched some of his old fights from one fc he looked extremely muscular and juiced up and athletic in those fights and then in the ufc he looked a bit flat and slow so i definitely think he's coming off of steroids he's not the fighter he once was he never really was that good but prochnio is just a really bad fighter just all he knows how to do is just swing hard strikes and that's literally all the technique he knows 
So I think Mike Rodriguez is the better fighter. I think he has a lot of flaws. He has problems getting pushed against the cage, getting taken down, not really great defense at all. So if Prochnio comes in with the right game plan to cage push and to hit takedowns, he could win this fight. I just don't trust Prochnio to fight with a game plan at all. But Prochnio could still win just because this, I think, is going to end up in a swinging match and someone's going to get knocked out in round one here. I do think Rodriguez has the much cleaner technique, the better defense, and will get the knockout here but it's not a confident pick at all because both of these guys are low level and I think that it's really likely that they're gonna just swing to the death in round one so the pick for me is Rodriguez round one knockout but a bet I like in this fight to cover both sides is fight does not start round three at minus 185. I think this fight doesn't start round three at more of an 80% rate. So minus 185, around 64%. I think there's a lot of value on that. So I played fight does not start round three for two units here. Uh, once again, the pick is going to be Rodriguez round one KO. The next fight takes place in the light heavyweight division. We have Alonzo Menafield taking on Ovin St. Prue. The opening betting line for this one was St. Prue the favorite at minus 165 to Menafield plus 125. Since then, the line has flipped. We are now seeing Menafield minus 132 OSP at plus 110. And the line flipped rightfully so. Menafield deserves to be the favorite here. That opening line was whack. And congratulations to anybody who got in on Menafield at plus money. It's a hard fight to predict because I think both of these guys aren't very good. I think that Menafield is pretty much a round one knockout or bust. It seems like outside of round one, he just loses all composure, doesn't have good cardio, and doesn't really have many layers to his game besides just swinging hard punches. Now getting over to OSP, uh, what a weird fighter OSP is. I mean, I think the guy fights without really much process at all. He doesn't have good striking volume. He doesn't have good striking technique. He doesn't have good defense on the feet. And he doesn't even have good wrestling either. His whole game is basically just getting submissions. But he doesn't even have a, a good game to set up those takedowns, to set up his submissions. So I do not have much faith in OSP, especially this late into his career. He tried to move to heavyweight last fight, but he looked very bad versus Ben Rothwell. I mean... I had real difficulty watching this fight because it was just such a boring and abysmal fight. I mean, there was so much cage pushing and clinching, and OSP just had so low output and initiative. I mean, it just seemed like he barely wanted to win the fight at all. He threw 87 strikes throughout the entire fight and attempted zero takedowns. I just don't understand how anybody thinks they're going to win a UFC fight when they're attempting that little strikes and not attempting takedowns, not throwing any hard strikes. So OSP looked terrible in that fight for my opinion and Menafield I think also looked really bad in this fight versus Clark he landed some hard punches versus Clark in round one but just struggled getting outstruck by Clark he got tied up in the clinch he didn't know what to do with his back against the cage so both guys looked really bad in their last fight so it's a hard fight to predict but I am going to side with Alonzo Menafield here. I, I give him a massive athletic advantage here. He's the much harder hitter of the two. And with the way OSP just can't avoid punches and just gets hit in all of his fights, I do tend to think that Menafield knocks him out in round one. But if Menafield doesn't get that round one knockout, you got to look to live bet OSP here because OSP has survived round one onslaught and came on to win that fight late versus McCall Olachechuk recently. So that's a possible outcome here. 
but unless OSP attempts takedowns early here, I do think he gets knocked out in round one. And Menafield is pretty hard to take down. He did stuff like 9 out of 10 of Devin Clark's takedowns and didn't even get taken down till late in the round 3 of that fight. So I think that Menafield should be able to stuff any takedowns to OSP, outstrike him in the distance striking here, and likely land a knockout. So the pure pick for me is going to go Menafield round one knockout. I do think there is some value on Menafield minus 130 at this price. And I think that we might get a chance to live bet OSP at a better price if he survives round one. So at this price, it is favorite or pass for me. And the pick is going to be Menafield by knockout. The next fight is the main event of the evening in the Bantamweight division. We have Pedro Munoz taking on Frankie Edgar. The opening betting line for this one was Munoz, the minus 240 favorite to Edgar, the plus 186 underdog. Right now, we are seeing Munoz, the minus 255 favorite to Edgar, plus 215. More action coming in on Pedro Munoz here, and rightfully so. I'll just say it right off the bat. I think that Pedro Munoz's chances in this fight are about 75 to 80 percent and the only way i see edgar winning is via decision i don't think he has the power to knock out uh, munoz on the feet i think he's going to have trouble taking munoz down i don't think he's going to get a submission on the ground at any point so edgar's going to have to win three out of five rounds versus pedro munoz and considering the fact that this is a new weight class for frankie edgar he is dropping down to 135 pounds for the first time in his career i just don't think that it's possible that he can avoid not getting finished uh, versus Munoz on the feet. He's going to somehow win three out of five rounds at a new weight class where his cardio is untested, his chin is untested. I mean, Frank Yeager's boxing defense wasn't looking too good at 45. He got knocked out by Ortega. He got knocked out by a Korean Zombie. Definitely looking a little bit more fragile in his fights lately than he has been. I mean, throughout his entire career, he has been a bit fragile. I mean, his most notorious fights were against Gray Maynard, where he got dominated and dropped in those fights and came back to win. So Frankie Edgar has always been a little hittable. And I just think that now it's just so clear that he can't see the punches coming at him anymore. He's at a speed disadvantage. I mean, Korean Zombie was lighting him up with punches. Korean Zombie actually rocked Edgar with a jab in that fight and was able to finish up with a nasty barrage of punches. Edgar just took such a massive amount of punishment in that short fight. I mean, the fight was only three or four minutes long, but he must have eaten 50, 60 punches to the head in that short amount of time. So I think that Edgar is way past his prime. I think that he has such a specific win condition here that I just do not see him hitting that win condition. I think that Munoz outstrikes him on the feet. He's going to be landing calf kicks. He's going to be outboxing him. And he's, at some point, he's going to hurt Frankie Edgar, rock him badly. I could see a knockout, but with the way that Pedro Munoz likes to dive on submissions, I could see a submission as well. So I think that Pedro Munoz inside the distance is great value here. I do not see Frankie Edgar making it to the decision here. I would actually be pretty shocked to see the fight make it out of round three. I think that Frankie Edgar gets knocked out pretty early here. So the pick for me is going to be Pedro Munoz by knockout. I think he gets done really early, probably the first one or two rounds. And I will be betting Pedro Munoz here. I have straight bets on him at minus 225. I'll be betting him inside the distance. I have him in some parlays as well. So I'm loaded up on Pedro Munoz here. It will be a big bet for me. And I really like him in this fight. I think his chances are closer to 80%. And I think the line still has some value at minus 250 here. So once again, the pick for me is going to be Pedro Munoz by knockout in round two. So that is going to do it for this podcast. We analyzed and predicted all 11 fights. As I mentioned, I don't love this card from a betting perspective. 
I do have some action on some fights like Munoz, Rodriguez, anyway, and we'll probably end up with some more action uh, closer to fight night. You can check out my Bet MMA Tips page to see all of my official bets that is in my Twitter bio. It's in all the tweets that I link for the podcast, and it is in the YouTube description as well. So that's where you can see all of my official bets and check those out before the fight to see what I'm officially betting for this event. So thank you all for listening to the podcast. I will see you all next week before the next UFC event. Hope you enjoy the event this weekend and win some bets. Peace.